I just want to know who let the goats out. Who? Who? Who <laughs> let the goats out? Who? Who? <laughs> we are two old goats. And the gates open. We're back out again this this time. And our focus is, uh, interestingly enough, on uh, two items, which uh, I guess uh, are repeat business for us because we're very passionate about this. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. And uh, we'll also talk about our good friend, Lindsay who goes to court tomorrow, uh, as we record today, by the time you hear it, hopefully by the 22nd, um, he would have either uh, testified or not, or taken the fifth or not. Who knows? We, we, it remains to be seen. But at uh, at recording, he's in it. And we'll chat a little bit about uh, the special counsel, as it's referred to now. Back in the day, it was the special prosecutor, but it is now the special counsel. Maybe you should say who we are, Bill. Oh, I, I just got right into it, didn't I? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited about this thing. Uh, I'm Bill Gray, and that guy over there. John Chapman. Oh, there we are. We got to uh, get our actor's equity in here. There you go. All right, it's a deal. All right, so um, I'm just going to hit the high spots, so to speak. Um, the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act was enacted in 2005. After extensive lobbying by the gun industry, that's what the folks at the Center for American Progress said. The uh, w the effort was a reaction to numerous lawsuits in the 90s filed on behalf of more than 40 cities, um, arguing that the gun manufacturers created a public nuisance through sales practices that enabled firearms to be sold illegally in secondary markets and illegally trafficked. Again, this is uh, from the Center for American Progress. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is from those folks. It basically says, uh, you know, nanny, nanny, you can't touch me. And um, I, I think that's kind of crazy myself. And uh, I personally would like to see this law repealed. Um, I, I think one of the biggest impediments to uh, regulating uh, guns in this country, aside from the fact that the software doesn't talk to each other. So, you know, that's a problem in itself, which prevents the laws on the books from functioning, that I hear ad nauseum about the Second Amendment. I'm not going to waste my time on the Second Amendment today. That is just a dead horse that... Uh, I, I, I don't see anything in the Second Amendment that allows you to shoot up a movie theater. Uh, again, I'm not a legal scholar, but uh, that's my position on it. So uh, we'll move forward. And, uh, John, I believe uh, you have some background on PLACA. Well, PLACA was codified into law, like you said, in October 2005, but it's its code is 15 U.S.C. subsection 7901 through 7903. And one of the things that PLACA did was it mandated safety locks on guns. Now, that's a very small thing and a good thing. But there's been so many lawsuits around PLACA 
but basically only two have really been into court. There's some file now that are trying to mark their way through. It was because people decided that gun manufacturers and gun stores were creating a nuisance. So that's where the lawsuit the lawsuits come from. Now, the, most of those were thrown out because they violated the PLACA law. In Pennsylvania, the lawsuit was thrown out. Then it was appealed. And the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said that they believe the law is unconstitutional. And that one's going now to federal court to be adjudicated. And some of the reasons that the lawsuits have failed because it, it usurped the separation of powers. Uh, it's, it violated the due process of the Fifth Amendment. It violated interstate commerce clause in the Constitution. And the Tenth Amendment violated usurping the powers asserted by the states. Now, that's all sort of craziness to me. The placa laws were put in there because there was a ton of lawsuits that were starting to be filed, and Congress reacted to the gun lobby. So they've now got themselves in a position where you can't sue them for putting out a bad product. But one of the things that's going on the Pennsylvania case was that they did not allow, did not have the safety devices on the gun that would have saved a kid's life. I don't remember his name, mm -hmm. but because of some of these other lawsuits that were filed and, in states like Connecticut, where the Supreme Court in Connecticut said that the cases could move on, Remington settled with the Sandy Hook victims for $73 million. And, and why do you think they said, we'd rather pay you $73 million? Was it out of the goodness of their heart, do you think? <laughs> Something called could they have uh, been afraid of getting bit like the tobacco industry was in discovery? Um, another thing, and, and uh, hopefully I'm not jumping ahead of you, but uh, litigation uh, against automotive manufacturers has led to seatbelts, airbags, uh, class action lawsuits against the tobacco industry has uh, precipitated a drastic shift in advertising um, and most recently, uh, the opioid manufacturers have uh, been sued. So, I mean, why just the gun lobby? And and I, I'm going to stick my neck out here just a moment, if you don't mind. We talked about this um, before we went to record. What do they sell? Uh, I offer they sell death. Um, and I'm not talking about whether it's justified or unjustified, you know, that's a personal view. Um, but, uh, what do you do with a gun? Well, you kill a duck, you kill an intruder or you kill a human being or what's in common kill. So it's something that we should be aware of. And I also must stress uh, there, I'm not against gun ownership by any means at all. What I am more in favor of is responsible gun owners. Um, my son, for example, is a responsible gun owner, a certified marksman. Uh, he gets recertified every year. Um, 
I, I love telling people this story. I said, how many do you have? And he said, 27. And I said, son, why do you need 27? And he said, each one has a purpose, dad. And, uh, you know, I'll go with that. That's fine. But I, I don't see him shooting up the neighborhood. Um, and if you have to get a background check for getting a job or getting an apartment or place to live, um, I, I, again, um, I, I don't think any of that's unreasonable, but I'm, I'm getting off topic. I, I do think that an effort should be made to hold the gun industry to the fire on their product. And I would suggest when they have skin in the game, they'll be a little more involved in who gets their weapons. And uh, I'd also like to see the technology that uh, links all these different databases uh, talk to each other. Um, we can talk about the uh, Charleston loophole that uh, that um, was a software issue. I agree. You know, the problem is, and some of the lawsuits have been filed because somebody stole a credit card and bought a gun out of a different state. And th those kind of screw ups by the system allow people to have uh, buy weapons that are they shouldn't have. When the Second Amendment was passed, you know, we were shooting with a single shot, you know, had to, you had to poke the, the bulb and the, the shot down in, mm -hmm. into the gun. And that was it, a single shot. What we're talking about now are the weapons of war that are we are allowing on the streets. Guns, handguns, I'm a gun owner. I, you know, I was a, in the pistol team when I was in the army. I fired all kind of weapons, but I don't think I want to have an AR-15 in my house. I can't do anything with it. The only thing you've got with that is to say, wait, I've got an AR-15 or something. Why do you need to have something that'll shoot 20 rounds in three seconds? And it's got no purpose. You can't hunt with the guns, yeah. but people decide... It's my right. I don't think that's what the Constitution says. Mm -hmm. It says your right to bear arms and a well-regulated militia. Well, that mm -hmm. part's always left out. Mm -hmm. Why are we just talking about the right to bear arms? Mm -hmm. You can have guns. Now, I think that's a good thing for people. There's many hunters out there that are responsible. Mm -hmm. But allowing an 18-year-old to buy an AR-15 and whatever consequences that comes from that is still not a good idea. What? I, I, go ahead. I, I have a, a question too about, um, are you wearing body armor when you're out hunting deer? I mean, are, are they that aggressive that, that you need to have body armor on? And, and speaking of hunting, uh, I was at the state house a few years back and I believe the gentleman is a representative from Lancaster County. And he talked about how he'd been hunting all his life and how uh, he and his grandfather uh, used to, quote, unquote, run the dogs. And he's, he made an interesting comment. He said, if you went hunting with my grandfather and you were carrying an AR, 
he would laugh you out of the woods. So, I mean, it's not a hunting weapon. How do you get all that lead out of out of that animal? I mean, is, it, is there like some sort of a super electromagnet that rips it out? No, lead. I, I'm, I'm being trying to be humorous. It, it just, again, I, I don't want to go down this road of who should, who shouldn't, any of that. I, I, again, I think that uh, manufacturers have been held responsible for a multitude of things over time. And uh, this is a law that will not be involved with the Second Amendment. This is a law that's on the books. It's only been there since 2005. It can come right back off and we'll see what happens. Well, if manufacturers are held responsible, they've got skin in the game Mm -hmm. and they're going to react to that. They're going to do something. But my definition on this is an AR-15 shoots a .223 caliber bullet. Basically, it's almost a .22, except it's two inches long. Now, that, that when it was designed and built, they designed it that when the bullet is fired, once it gets out to like 50 feet or 50 meters, the bullet starts to wobble. And when it starts to wobble, it hits something. It does damage. It's not like you get shot with a, uh, a handgun. That bullet's going to tear up whatever it hits. The AR-15 fragments. It puts a bunch of fragments in whatever it is. It hits. And it, the wobbling effect just tears the hell out of anybody or anything that it hits. So it's not a weapon that you use to hunt. It's not a, I, I, my definition of that is a weapon. When I was in the army, my DI would kick you and, you know, scream in your face that this is not a gun. This is a weapon. It's used to kill. And that's exactly what it's for. And the only thing you can really kill with it that I can see is humans. Mm-hmm. So us protecting the gun industry from this, is just ludicrous. But, um, one more thing on the PLACA laws before okay. we get out of there. The PLACA laws also protected the vaccine industry. Mm. So when we start getting the new COVID vaccine, you know, it's a different kind of vaccine than we've always had before. Well, the PLACA laws prevents you or me from suing the manufacturer of that. It also um, shields internet providers because of the information out there is free. It doesn't allow, you know, the right-wing groups that want to go kill or the Klan or something like that. It shields them from, it just shields them. And it also shields the airlines. And they did that after 9-11 went on. The airlines were, were put in that so that you couldn't sue them because of what happened. Now, the airlines, of course, settle with people, but I think you're right about the part that nobody wants to ever go to discovery and find out all the information in their files mm-hmm. that say, hey, how this is deadly and this will kill people. Well, so, I mean, in the tobacco industry, it kind of wandered around until the email was found that said, yes, we're increasing the nicotine level to cause people addiction. And then, you know, there you have it. Um, And that kind of stuff is in discovery. So 
we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, in reference to um, recent um, Colorado Springs, interesting place. Um, as you probably have been barraged with by now that, uh, shootings in Colorado are becoming epidemic. Um, we all remember, um, Columbine, uh, back in 99. Uh, we're looking at, uh, one, two, three in Colorado Springs, uh, on its own, um, they also have uh, what they call red flag laws in Colorado. Uh, that said, uh, the person who has been arrested uh, under suspicion of being the alleged shooter, he was arrested a year and a half ago on uh, with a homemade bomb, and there was no prosecution on it, so there was no record of it, and that's why it got through the... Um, the red flag laws in Colorado. Um, our good friends at um, El Paso County are hostile to the red flag law. Um, they are uh, referring to themselves as Second Amendment, Second Amendment sanctuaries to protect the constitutional right to bear arms, passing a 2019 resolution that say red flag laws infringes upon the inalienable rights of law-abiding citizens by ordering police to forcibly enter premises and seize a citizen's property with no evidence of crime. Thank you, Mr. Mason. Uh, and uh, they also are heavily Republican. They also went with uh, Trump, the county. Um, I'm not saying there's anything bad about that. I'm just laying out statistics. Uh, also, our good friends that are looking out for us in uh, Colorado Springs, uh, the Colorado Springs City Council uh, uh, has voted to uh, not allow retail shops selling marijuana, which is legal in the state, but you it's against a city ordinance. Um, quite a few religious organizations call... Um, uh, Colorado Springs, their home, Association of Christian Schools, Biblica, Children's Hope Chest, Community Bible Study, Compassion, David C. Cook, Development Associates, Engineering, Family Talk, Focus on the Family, Global Action, Hope, The Navigator, One Child, Roman Catholic Diocese, Vision Trust, The Way FM Media Group, and Young Life just uh, hit the high spots of um, how Republican that Colorado Springs is. And, uh, and again, and uh, people want to get mad at me, you go right ahead that, uh, the Republicans are draping themselves in the second amendment. This is a conservative mission. And, uh, we just, you know, need to say, well, you know, maybe, um, things should be a little different there, but then again, maybe not because the people who live there set the rules. So, I'm I'm a little conflicted from a, an actuality to a, um, a a legal. Yes, sir. In the United States, anyway, the red flag laws. It's a a gun control law permits a state or a court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person that they believe may present a danger to others or themselves. A judge makes a determination to issue the order. 
and it's based on statements, actions made by the gun owner in question. Refusal to comply with the order is punishable as a criminal offense. After a set time, the guns are returned to the person from which they were seized, unless another court order hearing extends the period for the confiscation. Anyway, these these are called basically ERPO laws, the extreme risk protection orders. They're called different things in different states. But there's only one state in the United States that has anti-red flag laws, and that's Oklahoma, oddly enough. But when you look at a map of the states that do have ERPA laws or red flags, they're basically the West Coast and the Upper East Coast from Virginia to uh, Massachusetts. And only other state in there is Ohio that has one. So it's all the southern states, the Midwest states, the red states in the country uh, don't have red flag laws. Now, red flag law would have helped in this instance that you're talking about in Colorado Springs because they missed it. They missed it twice. The systems don't communicate with each other. So maybe that's one of the keys we've got to get. We're never getting past the Second Amendment with people because when you say something like Brady or Moms Demand Action, something like one of those groups, or uh, Gabby Gifford's group, Mm -hmm. the first thing out of their mouth is you want to take our guns. And that's not ever the reasoning, but it's been couched that way by the NRA for so long that people believe that, and that's a scream with their talking point. Well, let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah. The good Lord just came to me and said, Bill, we're going to let you have the power to wave your hand over this gun issue and authorize the removal of guns from people's homes. What a hoot. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I mean, we're a country that can barely get out of its own way. And we're going door to door looking for guns. Seriously. Seriously, we're going to do that? I mean, even if somebody wanted to, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. Logistically, it cannot happen. Let's just say for argument that the ATF knocks down, you know, John Smith's house. How long do you think it's going to be before the front yard is full of gun owners going, you can't do that? It's, it's, it's not, I mean, we can make all the laws you want. I'm just telling you right now, if we go door to door looking for guns, I got a problem with that. And I have a problem with the fact that it's going to put law enforcement people in harm's way for no legit reason. And so when people say they're going to take away. It makes no sense. Ever going to happen. Never, ever. And that's why for me, I like, let's get rid of plaque. That would be a start. Yeah. And speaking of, of which uh, you did reference Pennsylvania. But um, we do have some information with our friends in California. Uh, Assembly Bill 1594. This comes from the South Carolina, excuse me, State of California Department of Justice, Rob Bonta, Attorney General. 
that as part of a package of legislation, the governor signed into law. You mentioned the Brady campaign earlier. Uh, a big shout out to the folks at the Brady campaign trying to uh, to make things right. The um, the law restores the rights of Californians to hold the firearm industry responsible for their misconduct. The law governs the sale and marketing practices of firearms manufacturers and distributors who do business in California, requiring them to make reasonable efforts to prevent their products from being used unlawfully. If gun industry members fail to take proper precautions in their marketing and distribution, AB 1594 will authorize the Attorney General and individual Californians to file civil suits to recoup the damage for these failures. Um, uh, fair enough. I mean, I mean, California's on the right track, as the joke is about California. It takes about two years from something to happen in California to get to the West Coast or East Coast. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But that's in California. And we're also awaiting the decision in Pennsylvania to see um, where that goes. And uh, I will go on the record here. This is not the last time we'll talk about guns. Um, I, I, I will talk about um, this issue um, until uh, the goats come home. I was going to say the cows come home, but until the goats come home, I mean, again, I, I'm not saying we're going to take your guns. Couldn't happen if anybody wanted to. What I'm asking is for responsible gun owners like yourself. You own a handgun. I, I don't. Um, my son, uh, he's a hobbyist. Uh, he gets recertified every year. Uh, he's very, very serious about uh, gun ownership. Um, interestingly enough, he's not a member of the NRA, um, uh, but he uh, is very active in his own life with gun rights. And I, I think responsible people should be able to have a gun. I mean, in some instances, that uh, that gun feeds families. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, that goes back to the dawn of time when we didn't have guns. We had clubs. So um, it's just, I mean, please, can't we see there's a problem? Can't we? We can see there's a problem, but nobody's got the balls to do something about it. Well, Every politician out there is scared to death of the NRA. Now, the NRA, when it was founded, what its course and goals were, were very good. They taught responsible gun owners how to shoot. They held classes. They did everything. But when Wayne LaPierre took over the helm of the NRA, he decided that it's a political thing. We have to use our political might, our organization, all our members. We have to pressure Congress on every issue that comes up with guns. And now it's become a political issue. It's not using common sense. That's what politicians are supposed to do. But now they cow down to the NRA. And that's about all I got to say about them because they just really piss me off. Well, I mean, we can go to the old saw of how many members of Congress 
came to Congress um, as middle class and go home as millionaires and billionaires. Um, I, I don't know how it happens. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. But somehow they get some funding and there are tremendous lobbies that feed this madness. And uh, again, I, I'm not going to argue the Second Amendment, I'm not wasting my time arguing the Second Amendment. But I will say that if they want to sell these guns, they should be just like you and me and liable for their actions. That's all I'm saying. Well, let's all move over and talk about our bud, our senator in South Carolina. Well, we just have a couple of minutes, but uh, as I said, uh, we'll do uh, we'll do in a future show what the results were in Atlanta because he goes there tomorrow, uh, the twenty second. Uh, again, I don't know when you're listening to this. And speaking of listening to this, we have not told you how to find us, and that's probably a good way to put a a a, a lid on this week's. Uh, we are at two old goats at gmail dot com. We are on Facebook at Two Old Goats. That's the name of our page. We also are on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify and wherever podcasts are visible. And we would love for you to uh, listen. Um, we have 83 hits since we started back with number one, and we are now on number eight. So uh, we're moving right along. And it's T-O-O, Old Goats. T-O-O-O goats. All righty. That's going to do it for this edition. We've got another one coming back here because uh, there's nothing you can do to make us stop talking. That's the whole point of this. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Thanks for spending with us. Look forward to your comments, and we'll see you next time. Bye.